Welcome to Jake's Happy Nostalgia Show, a podcast where nostalgia comes alive. Together, Jake and his friends interview talents varying from actors, directors, writers, producers, composers, puppeteers, and so much more. Who will they be chatting with today? Find out in this Jake's Happy Nostalgia Show episode. Hello, hello. Welcome to another episode of Jake's Happy Nostalgia Show, where nostalgia comes alive. I am one of your guest co-hosts? Sure. Julius with my buddy, Matt Bingle. How you doing, folks? And our co-hosts, White McCullough and Chris Bixby, and our host, Jake Deffenbaugh. How you doing? Really great. How are you? How are you two? Julius? We're doing fantastic. Julius, who do we have today? Oh, we are excited for this one. We've had a ton of, we have had a ton of Sesame Street puppeteers in the past, and we've got another one here today. Uh Oh, man, oh, man. We're excited. His journey started out uh, over a decade ago, and uh, he's done some pretty amazing things at such a young age. And he mm-hmm. has his own puppet troupe, the Rumble Ensemble. Please welcome Tal Bennett. Tal, welcome. Happy to have you hey. here. Thank you for having me, guys. I'm glad to be here. Yes. Awesome. That's, that, that, that's awesome. How are you? I'm good. I'm excited. Um, We're here. Yeah, things are looking good. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Awesome. So first question to start this off is uh we know who you are, but for those who don't, would you care to introduce yourself? Sure. Yeah. Uh, my name is Tal Bennett. I'm a puppeteer. I've been doing I've been a puppeteer for uh a long time, even though I'm not I haven't been around for that long of a time. Um yeah, right, but right. long enough, I guess. Um, I've done shows such as Sesame Street, Don Quixote, um, yeah, Elfsters, uh, what else? I've done, and I have my own thing that I'm working on, my own projects, puppetry and non-puppetry-wise. Yeah. Nice. That's awesome. Awesome. Nice. Awesome. So, can you talk about your background, how you grew up? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I grew up kind of all over the place. Um, I was born in Brooklyn, New York, but uh, and I live there now, but my dad joined the army when I was one. So it moved around a lot. I've lived, um, I've lived in places like Texas, Nebraska, Georgia. So like, because I've not lived in one place all my life, I kind of, first of all, I don't have an accent. Second of all, yeah. uh, I don't, I guess, I guess that sort of upbringing kind of makes for a more like universal outlook on the world. Not to like, not to say like, Oh, I'm, I'm a universal man. Like, you know, I just, I feel like I, I look, I see things from like a kind of a, broader perspective which is kind of good for puppetry because you can kind of get different yeah. uh, mm-hmm. different points of view you know? right definitely how did you first get into puppetry uh i've always loved the muppets the muppets yeah. were kind of always around growing up um i was the third of three kids and so like my oh, siblings wow. yeah my two siblings they had uh, a lot of muppet stuff because my parents were you know, the Muppets were kind of like big when they were kids. Yeah. Just gave it to us, you know, with all the tapes and, and shows and stuff. Um, and uh, so, yeah, I guess because it was so saturated in, in my own um, life, I, it, somehow I just kind of artistically was attracted to them. My, my entire family is pretty artistic, too. Like my dad paints and he's a poet. Uh, my brother draws and paints and stuff. He plays the violin. So we kind of all have. Nice. Artists. No, nice. Oh, wow. Nice. nice. Getting getting into that field, who were some of your inspirations? Puppetry wise? Yeah. 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 
Oh, um, well, you know, of course we got, you know, Jim Henson and Yeah. uh, Muppet guys. Um, but I also, I, the more recent years, I've been really interested in like Waylon Flowers. I don't know if you know Waylon Flowers. He, uh, he had this character named Madam who was like, uh, Yeah. Oh, yes. yeah, I think so. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Never. Flowers is a pretty big inspiration. Um, design wise, I look at, uh, Sherry Lewis a lot. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Mind prop. Definitely. Yes. Yeah, Uh, Kevin Clash was also one I want to say for you as well because you did meet him. yeah, hundred percent. He was a big inspiration for me. Uh, Yeah. Yeah. when I was a kid, I didn't know. First of all, the first time I like understood that like um, this was a job, it was because I saw Kevin on TV. Like I saw him doing Elmo on some like live talk show, and Yeah. realized, oh, this is adult people are doing this, and like they must get paid well because it's television, you know? Like Yeah. I wouldn't that Yeah. be cool to do? <laughs> Exactly. For sure. Definitely. So, uh, before working on Sesame, well, I know you mentioned uh, watching Muppets and Sesame Street. Did you uh, grow up watching like any of the other Muppet projects that are out there? Yeah, everything that was that I had um, access to. Like, uh, I grew up in the two thousands, so like the internet was kind of Oh, wow. like brand new, not brand new, but like, it was you know starting to become a thing. Right. So, Yeah. YouTube was um, pretty like infantile at that point. Yeah. I think Oh, yeah. I was like five when YouTube exist started became a thing. Um, before that, I had I just had like all these DVDs. Like Fraggle Rock was always part of Yes. my life, Yes. and what else? I don't know all the hints and stuff. You know everything that there was that there was to see on DVD. I had on DVD. Um, Yeah. yeah. And I once, uh, I think I was like eight years old when I first started watching like YouTube and like seeing all the stuff that there was out there. I fell down a big rabbit hole that I never got out of. <laughs> Yeah, there you go. yeah. Definitely. Definitely. For for me, I mean, of course, you know, I grew up with Sesame Street, but my introduction of puppetry was Bear in the Big Blue House. That was Oh yeah, the first thing yeah, I saw. great Yeah, show. uh -huh. Yeah, I want to say I've heard dinosaurs of it. was mine also because I grew up watching dinosaurs. That was your Yeah, your initial uh, interest in puppetry, dinosaur. Yeah. yeah. So growing up, did you have a favorite Sesame Street Muppet or human character? Your favorite Muppet character on Sesame Street? Or human. Uh, well, human. I have two, it's too different for me. Like I have a favorite human. So Muppet, I would say Ernie. Ernie's Yeah. Yeah. my favorite. There you go. Oh yeah. Nice. Love Amazing. Ernie. Yeah, Ernie is my my favorite, and of course you can't have Ernie without Bert. But Yeah. what's nice about Ernie was that like he could be with anybody, and you he kind of had his own personality outside of being with Bert. Like with Bert, obviously, like they had their their dichotomy, and then he was paired with like, Cookie Monster or Grover or something. He had a different personality completely. Yeah. Yeah. Loved his Definitely. personality. Yeah. Uh, favorite human cast member was Savion. I loved Savion. Oh yeah, yeah. 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 For a little while as a kid, I wanted to be a tap dancer because of him. That's right. Yeah, because he taught <laughs> Elmo how to tap oh wow. dance. Yeah, Yeah. that's right. Yeah. That is right. Yeah. Crazy. Do you have a favorite Sesame Street song? Yeah. Mm. No. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. There are so many. There are so many great songs. I have. I have favorites, but I don't have one favorite. I don't think. Yeah, Yeah, I understand. it's hard. It's hard to pick a favorite. Yeah, You can't yeah. pick a favorite. Yeah, I love Really. those. I love Chris Surf songs. A lot of his. Yes. Oh yeah, Yes. yeah, Amazing. Oh yeah. really good. Yes. Really good. Yeah, Between the Lions and. Yeah, Yeah. either a lot.
great show as well. Even, you know, Chris Surf, um, I don't know if you know this, but before Sesame Street, he used to write for National Lampoon, like the magazine. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. Okay. Wow. Oh, that's cool. Nice. Yeah. His, his sense of humor and his, like, um, I don't know. He's just a very smart guy. He came from, I think, Harvard. And so, like, his, uh, he had a lot of, you know, he was really good at wordplay and really good at just, you know, all kinds of intellectual comedy. He even wrote this, um, this dictionary of, uh, it's, it was it was it wasn't real. It was like a fake satirical thing, but it was a dictionary of uh, like PC phrases. And mm-hmm. so, like instead of saying like hamburger, you would say you would in the dictionary it said like processed animal carcass something like that. And, like just all these different didactic <laughs> ways of saying. I love that. <laughs> uh, that's awesome. Oh my gosh. Oh, that's amazing. Yeah, very <laughs> funny guy. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, definitely. I'm sure. So before you became an official Muppet performer, you got to puppeteer Baby Bear in the Macy Thanksgiving Day Parade back yeah. in what year, Matt? 2011? Yes. How how did that come about, and what was that experience like? Uh, it was uh, it was pretty great of an experience. <laughs> I was 11, and uh, so that was like I think my first time like performing for uh, any capacity. Um, I believe it was my first time and uh yeah it, th- that happened because i was in uh being elmo the- yes right we saw yes. It earlier. Yes. yes we, we yeah, actually watched you earlier before we before this interview yeah, yeah. research great great documentary yeah. i'm kind of getting the day right. after watching that because you should. You should. Really, um but yeah so i was in that and i think uh after it came out for like a year they were doing these like q a's and these um screenings at different different theaters and um at a certain point i, I had seen the movie a thousand times because i would i would go to the q a's all the time right they would the movie beforehand um so i saw it a bunch of times and i got really excited about like the idea of you know one day i'd love to do the parade because that seems like you know that was how kevin got his start yeah uh, and i was just you know longing to do it and i think i must have asked kevin at some point and he was like yeah yeah we'll get you on there and uh he did. <laughs> nice. Wow. Uh, That's insane. That is amazing. I actually have um, I have the book of Muppets and Men. I, that my copy. Oh yeah. Of, oh yeah. Oh. Uh, oh, wow. My copy of that book uh, was gifted to me from Joy Mazzarino that day. Oh, oh wow. Yeah. Yeah. Nice. Joy was awesome, dear. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Yeah, That's awesome. Amazing person. Definitely awesome. Yes. Yeah. So um, now working or well performing Baby Bear in the Macy's Parade, like what was it? What was it like meeting the rest of the Muppet performers for the first time? I know you already knew uh, Kevin and uh, Leslie. Yeah, yeah. You, that's right. Yeah. yeah, I think before that I had met Fran and Eric uh, because I I did I did an episode of Sesame Street um, earlier that year. Uh, I believe that. Yeah, I met them and I met Bob and Gina. <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, yeah, that's yeah. cool. I was in an episode, but not as puppeteer, just like as like a kid on the street and like right. Yeah. yeah. Right. Um but yeah, that was but yeah, that was the first time I met like everybody else, you know. Uh yeah. Emilio and Roscoe. Oh, and, uh, oh Emilio, rest yeah. in peace. Yeah. Yeah. Um it, it was uh, it was a dream. I actually okay, so I <laughs> First of all, it was it was amazing to meet them. It was pretty pretty insane, and like you know, I, I hearing them sort of like 
speak of me in this you know very positive way i was just, i was just a kid i was 11 you know i didn't really know a lot um and yet i guess i knew enough for them to like respect me and understand that i was that i was kind of that i belonged in this world which is really nice it was nice to hear them say that about me Oh, um, yeah and i remember i just remember like seeing some of these people like before like meeting them face to face seeing them in the distance on the way to meeting them like oh yeah. my god I'm a few yards away from Luis, you know? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Speaking, speaking of him, what was it like, you know, me, meeting him? And working with him, yeah. He was a cool guy. Um, I didn't work with him a lot because uh, I think around the time that I, like right before I became like a, an official like performer on the show, by yeah. then humans had been ousted. But uh, yeah. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, from what little I did with, with him and, and the rest of them, I uh, it was cool. It was nice to see them you know, in their element. Yeah. Yeah. yeah amazing person. And, and for what thing, so. Yeah, so how did you officially start working on Sesame? So I, so I was 11 when I did the parade and I was about 10 yeah. when I met Kevin. So from that, from that point forward, I was um, kind of being like mentored by them, by those people. And um, yeah. And, after like 2012, I kind of like fell off for a little while because Kevin was my only like way in to Sesame. Yeah, uh, right. Yeah. yeah. And then when he left, I didn't really have that for a little while. And so I spent all of like middle school and high school just like doing my own thing. I, I joined a theater company and I, I got, you know, better as an actor and as an imp- improviser and, uh, you know, creating my own, my own work, my own characters and writing my own stories and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I figured that after, I guess, four years of that kind of practice, um, I was, I felt by the time I was 16, I felt ready to, uh, to do, to be a part of Sesame Street. Um, at least in, in some capacity, I was hoping that they would see that I was like good enough to like join them. Uh, and so, yeah. uh, when I was, when I was 16, like the second week of, out of my junior year of high school, <laughs> I, uh, <laughs> I messaged Matt Vogel and asked him, like, I was like, hey, Matt, uh, you know, I'm 16, so legally I can work. Uh, is there any room for me? And he was like, yeah, we have a workshop coming up, like, next week. You should come. So, I did. and then from nice. there. Wow. And then from there, you got it. Yeah. 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 Wow. Just awesome. <laughs> what was it like getting to work on that set for the first time? Well, my first day on set was um, pretty amazing. Um they because I was sixteen. They thought when I when I first got there, they um they didn't really know where I should be because there's like there's the Muppet room, like the Muppet Lounge. The Muppet yeah, we've yeah. seen it in below the frame. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and then there's like yeah. the kid room, like where the kids congregate, like before they go on set. So they thought that I was supposed to be the kid room because I was only sixteen. Mm-hmm. So, so I'm sitting there in the kid room for like maybe fifteen minutes, and there's these like little like ten year old kids or younger. And I, I felt I felt weird, but I was like, "Well, I am a kid, so I guess this is where I'm supposed to be." Yeah. <laughs> um, and then, like, and I was early. I got there kind of early, and uh, my call time was eight or eight fifteen, something like that. And uh, around eight fifteen, eight twenty, somebody must have made some call and was like, "Hey, where's Tao?" And uh, they were like, "Oh, he's in the kid room." I'm like, why? Why? Bring him over here. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Uh, I guess I think it was Marty. Marty was the one who made that call. Oh uh, yeah! Oh Amazing my gosh! Guy. Amazing. <laughs> wait, 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 we previously had him on. Yeah. yeah. Nice. How how was he? 
Oh, oh yeah, it was amazing. Amazing, really nice. It was awesome. Really nice. Um, yeah. So my my first day was amazing. Uh, I I still remember just being, you know, in there's a scene where we were all kind of all the puppets were get together in one uh like at a table, oh, and yeah. all the puppeteers were on the floor like on top of each other, and I looked. So I had really long hair at the time, and uh, so Big Bird was like behind me, and uh, Marty. He he looks at me and says, "Hey, um, how are you gonna explain to your mom about all the big bird feathers in your hair?" She's like, <laughs> <laughs> uh, "That's amazing." What what was you doing on the on the first day anyway? What was I doing? Yeah, yeah, I like was, yeah. I was. Uh, it was a Thanksgiving episode, so it was. Okay. Oh, I think wow, I've wow. seen it. I think I I've think seen I have it. too. Yeah, it's it was uh, season forty-eight. That nice. is an oh, incredible oh, coincidence. <laughs> I, yeah. I think I I think I know it. Yeah, uh, doing, amazing. Doing, doing the parade and then doing the Thanksgiving and the, and episode. The first episode yeah. is a Thanksgiving episode. You yeah, can't make this kind of some kind of theme here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, I know which one it is. Amazing song in that episode. I've seen that episode. Amazing. Yeah, then, what was the song in that, that one? Huh? That doesn't help. Uh, by it. <laughs> it was Leon Bridges. It was the Thanksgiving song. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh yeah. Um. Yeah, I was doing. It was about Rosita's abuela coming yeah. to, and so I was doing oh, uh, yeah. left hand as opposed to you normally be the right hand, but yeah. Jen Barnhart was left-handed, so I was doing the character left hand. Oh, okay, awesome. nice, oh. really nice. Jeez. Fun day, a good day. Definitely, for sure. Yeah, I can imagine, cool. yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So, do you remember in the first role you perform on Sesame as an official Muppeteer? First role, um, it's sort of hard to say because, I mean, do you mean like like a character character or just like first speaking role? Character. Character, character. Oh, yeah. so, character, character. So I did, um, there was this character called Tamir. Yes. Yes. Oh, yes. yes. Amazing. Yes. We, know, we yes. know the current performer. Yeah. Yeah. Right yeah. 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 Have you interviewed him yet? Yeah. Yes. Yep. Yeah, it was, Tamir was uh, my first character on the show and, uh, they approached me about that in 2020, uh, and I did him for a year. And uh, I don't, I don't have much to say about him. I mean, unless you ask a question, I can answer the question, but I don't have <laughs> on my mind. Yeah. So I'm kind of well. I, one thing I did want to uh, bring up is with characters like you know Tamir and you know, having characters of different races and ethnicities, how important do you think having characters like those on Sesame are to our community? Well, um, I think representation has always been important. Yeah. And yeah. Oh, yeah. Fabric of the show. Uh, bake into the fabric. Hmm. Anyway. <laughs> bake into the show. Woven into the fabric of it. You, you get what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> and uh, I I think I personally so with Tamir it, it was it, to me it felt kind of odd because I um I'm already if you didn't, didn't notice already I'm black yeah uh, right, right. And, uh as a puppeteer my like I always thought like to play a Muppet it would be it would make sense for like you know. I'm I'm there to to play a character that I couldn't normally play as myself. Like I could right. be the black kid because I am a black kid. Yeah. However, 
in other contexts, I could not play, you know, a talking bird because I am not a talking bird. Yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Um. So as a, like, it was jarring for me to to play Tamir. I guess is the is the the way I felt it was kind of jarring. Um, but I didn't know how to play a black kid Muppet. Um, but that being said, I think the purpose of it was pretty righteous. You know, the idea of like, you know, uh, having kids, like giving kids the uh, opportunity to see themselves in this way, like the same way that they see mm-hmm. Elmo. Like they, they like Elmo because yeah. he's attention grabbing. He's this Muppet. You know, yeah. And, mm-hmm. uh, and he's, he's also... He's black, so the black kids can say, "Oh, there's a kid that looks like me, and he's also a Muppet." So I guess that's useful for them. Definitely, yeah, sure. Yeah, definitely. So, um, so is there a uh, Sesame a Sesame Street Muppet that hasn't been used in a while that you wish would return or get used more? Mm, there's plenty. Um, so many. <laughs> I don't know. I've always liked. Let's get back to Chris Surf, guys. I um I love Chrissy and the Alphabets. Oh yeah, yes. oh, yeah. I'd love yeah. to see Chrissy come back. I'd love to Definitely. see it like hear another. Honestly, um, they missed an opportunity not doing because they have you know all these albums of songs. Yeah, I mean, right. They never uh-huh. did a Chris and Alphabets album. They, they did it. Or a little Jerry and the Monotones for that matter. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that would have been cool. I yeah. I, I know uh, in the 50th anniversary special they brought back a. Quite a few uh, older retired characters. Yeah, Sherlock Hemlock. Don Music and Oh yeah, Lefty. Grateful Jones. Wasn't Biff? Biff Biff was also in it. Yeah, Biff Biff and Sully. They're both there. Yeah, Yeah. I'd love to see them more. More Biff and Sully. I want to see like Muppet inserts again. That was kind of the thing. I knew they were. Yes. I got hired. That that was already done by the time I came to the picture, but. I wish that they would do those again. I want to see yeah. more specific. Oh, yeah. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Definitely. Like, I, I, awesome. I, I want to see more like Grover and Mr. Johnson. Yeah. yeah. Those, those, are, those are always my favorite. Those I'd are always my favorite. It. I'd They're love so to see funny. it come back for the, for the people who missed great. out on that. Oh yeah. I'd love to see Kermit on the show more. Yeah. Like, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. You know, Matt Vogel is always on the set. Why not? Yeah. Just- yeah, and, and, and Kermit was there for the 50th anniversary. Yeah, he was. Yeah, I want to see him just surprise like everybody. Awesome. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And going going back to uh, an earlier question about your favorite Sesame Muppet is for the reason that I mentioned about like you know the Grover Mister Johnson sketches. I think personally for me Grover is probably my favorite Sesame Muppet. I love Grover. I agree. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I have a, a three-year-old niece, and she whenever she comes over, she watches Sesame Street, and like oh, she wow. always. Asked me for Grover. She calls him Grover in the Blue Man. Oh my gosh! Makes sense. That's funny. Yeah. yeah. Hey, speaking of funny, do you have any funny or interesting behind-the-scenes stories from your time working on Sesame Street? Yeah, plenty, plenty of. Uh, fun. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right, there you go. <laughs> Let's see. Um, me. Let me think here for a second. Okay, okay. So I have this um, Cookie Monster shirt. Mm. And it's, it's Cookie Monster. I bought the shirt in England. It wasn't it Sesame Street like affiliated merchandise. It was yeah. just like oh, wow. Knockoff. And, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so it's it's Cookie Monster, and he's like, 
he's hunched over a table and he has a straw in his hand mm-hmm. and there's the eyes are dilated and he's got like cookie um like lines of cookie crumbs on the table like it's cocaine oh yeah so, oh. So I've, I've worn this shirt <laughs> <laughs> it's a, it's a cartoon it's a little dumb little drawing on the shirt but i've worn yeah. this shirt twice on set the first time i wore it uh it was my second day on set and i they were like oh tao do you want to just be in the background of the shot and I was like, yeah, sure. So it's me and like some like honker at in Hooper store. And I think Pam Marciera was playing the honker. And she wow. looks at me with mm-hmm. my shirt on and she's like, that's a funny shirt. And then she looks at it again and she's like, maybe you should put a shirt over that shirt. <laughs> 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 um, oh, boy. <laughs> the, second, the second time I wore the shirt on set, I didn't think anything of it. I wasn't trying to like, you know, cause any ruckus. I was just wearing my shirt. But, um, right. David Rudman, who's P Monster, he he saw yeah. the shirt and was like, "Don't wear that again." And I was like, "Okay." <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! And he, and he thought, "Yeah, maybe maybe I shouldn't continue wearing the shirt on set." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Maybe maybe it's not such a good idea. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah. Didn't think I didn't think about it. I was just like, oh. Next next day, we're just just, just yeah. wearing just why not? Yeah. And, but, yeah. but apparently that happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. definitely, <laughs> pretty much. Definitely. So, overall, do you have a favorite Sesame project you've worked on? Yeah, I've worked on. Um, mm, I think uh, my favorite Sesame project probably the 50th special. Yes, yes. that yeah. was a good yeah. time. It was more than just like the special itself but like the vibe on set like i really oh yeah mm-hmm. yeah there. kind of bringing everyone you know all together the, most of the hum- original human cast back having you know everyone together again yeah, yeah. That, whole, that whole year was uh a lot of that it was a lot of people just coming in karen prell came to the set a couple times and- oh yeah, oh, yeah. Nice. that's uh, right yeah right wow. on forever rock that is awesome yeah cool to hang out with her and like she i so i was in the process of making my own you know project and i was showing her i was in the muppet lounge showing her and like peter Linz and other people like you know this yes yeah. that i had made and she was like critiquing it like it very but very like you know it was it was nice to hear her say like she had things to say about it you know and uh a lot of a lot of praises which is really cool to you know from such a legend yeah <laughs> Mm-hmm. So that, yeah that whole, that whole year was a lot of just being around these people that i've idolized there's a lot of uh, a lot of cool stuff happening here that's yeah. awesome. nice do you have any sesame street memorabilia or anything from your work with you that you'd like to show or you can tell or you can tell us yeah. about it yeah um i can show you i can show you one thing i'll be right back one second okay stories no problem so uh, this is a bag of big bird feathers. Oh, nice! Oh, oh, wow. yeah. oh really cool! Oh, my yeah. that's amazing! Wow, that's awesome! That's cool. I got them on I think two different days, um, but I, I saved them, of course. Yeah, nice, wow. nice. It's really oh, nice. That's amazing. It's really nice. So, um, so as a as a puppeteer, what would you say you've learned or taken the most from working alongside the other puppeteers? Mm, that's a tough one. There's a lot of uh, useful information that I've, that I've taken from my time on Sesame. Um, I guess just like uh, going with the flow. There's a lot of like just, I, I found myself being very quiet on set. Like I was always um, 
the quiet one. Because <laughs> yeah. I was just taking it all in and just seeing what the moves were, like what was happening. And I think that's a, a useful thing for any performer or puppeteer to, to have. If you're on a set, um, especially if you're like... Just do it. Yeah, yeah just... Um, and, and you're definitely um, more desirable as a performer if, if people see you being so cooperative and so... Um, yeah, I don't know. Going, going with the flow. There you go. Oh, overall, what do you enjoy most about your work as a puppeteer over the years? The the camaraderie. There's a lot of if you have a really good group of people together, and um, and if the work is fun, it all it it doesn't even matter. Like if the, I mean, well, it matters a lot if it's if the script is good, but <laughs> but um. It's like as far as like the people doing the project, like if, if we're having fun doing it, that's to me that's like the thing that matters the most. Because then, you know, we uh, our mm -hmm. fun comes through, and like you see it on definitely. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. You definitely, you definitely, hundred percent do. Yeah. yeah. So now, now we uh brought this up a little bit earlier. So of course, recently the role of Tamir has been handed to uh, Bradley Freeman Jr. Who you know, again, was one of our previous guests. Um, mm -hmm. So can you talk, can you talk a bit about how that kind of uh, transitioned, if that makes sense? Like how Tamir got handed to Bradley? Yeah. Um, so frankly, I I personally didn't really like, not that I didn't like playing Tamir, but I, I had, I was kind of having a hard time because I think I was talking about earlier about like feeling, that was my first character, you know? Yeah. And, and the first four years of being on Sesame Street, I was playing. I was doing a lot of like background stuff and a lot of right hands and, and stuff like that, which which I enjoyed. I loved doing that stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, it was a lot of fun. And yeah. so the first time I got handed a character, I was expecting, I was hoping that you know it would be something, um, more something that I wasn't already. Mm. But it felt like to me, it felt like it was. Uh, like an opportunity to um to, to see this like trending cultural movement and like and use it as like a way to like to say maybe this is maybe i'm wrong by saying this because i'm I, you know i don't know but it seemed but, like using it yeah. as a way hey guys like, look at us we're 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 make, we're aware of what's happening in the world so like you know mm -hmm. this is our this is our way of doing that of showing that and um, I don't know. I, and the way it was, it was, I didn't, didn't feel organic. It felt kind of, uh, it was stressful to me. I spent that year kind of annoyed. <laughs> um, and again, like, I don't blame Sesame for it at all. I think they were doing, that's, that's what they do, you know? Um, but I, I was just kind of ready to move on. I think I had been there for five years. I would have liked to have kept going, but also I'm sure you have opinions about like the difference between, the sesame you grew up with and the and sesame as it is um there's a difference yeah right yeah i think i was kind of just i for me i was just there to learn and then eventually like do do my own stuff and like learn from like based on what i've learned at sesame use that to create my own work yeah, so definitely. I, mm -hmm. I figured at time to just do that um yeah. and uh so yeah and bradley was there and you know he's uh he was he was new like brand new so like yeah needed he okay. it would be nice for him to take opportunities that are that are there so i'm glad he has that now yeah definitely. yeah definitely sure 
He's doing a great job. Doing yeah. Great. Oh doing... yeah, he's doing wonderful. Wonderful, yeah. Oh yeah. Yep. So so besides Sesame, you know, you mentioned your own things. You now have a puppet troupe called the Rumble Ensemble. How did that start up? It's uh it's slow going. It's been it's still it's still starting up. <laughs> but, um, <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I've been working on so I don't really call it Rumble Ensemble anymore, even though I guess people some some people still see it that way, which I don't I don't fight against it. Um but it's um Rumble Ensemble was uh that name came from uh when I was like eleven. My dad would help me make videos. Um and like I'd make my own puppets and I'd write my own scripts and he you know, he would film them for me and edit them. And so uh, I've been doing it since I was 11 and um, and getting very serious about like what I want it to be and like what the vibe is, what is the show. Um, I started getting really serious about it in high school, mm-hmm. writing a lot mm-hmm. of scripts. I'm really into comedy. And uh, so I, I wanted to just like take all of my comedy influences and artistic influences and, you know, kind of put them together into synthesize them into this project. Um, yeah. So now, uh, in 2019, I filmed, uh, I guess, sort of a pilot um, for the show called Cold Sober. Yeah. Yes. Uh, I'm very excited about it, you know, becoming a thing. Hopefully, I, I, I see it. I have a very clear vision in my mind of what it can be. Um, and I'm, right now, I'm working on, like, the next uh, iteration of it. Um, and, you know, we'll see where that goes. There you go. Nice. Nice. What do you enjoy most about your work with the Rumble Ensemble and Cold Sober? Yeah, the um the the group dynamic. I really enjoy when there's like I love the fact that I'm working with people that I trust and that I know and that we we have fun together. Um when I watched the Muppets as a kid and understanding the, the people that were involved in it, um, you know, I seeing how all of these people with very different backgrounds, very different points of view mm-hmm. yeah. are able to, to create, to create something really magical and, and, and fun. That's sort of the type of thing that I, that I want to capture in my own work. Definitely. Definitely, awesome. sure. Definitely. So besides the rumble ensemble and cold sober, can you share any other projects you are working on now? Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I'm currently doing a lot of stand-up comedy. I've been oh, uh, nice. Oh, uh, really nice. Ooh. Yeah, <laughs> and awesome. uh, having fun doing that. I guess uh, that's sort of the main thing I'm focusing on. Stand-up. Since I started doing it, it's been taking up a lot of my time because um, I now I work at a at a comedy club, um, and so like you know, nice. I'm comedians and uh, writing material. And it's sort of it's also inspiring me to do my do more puppet stuff because. Um, hey. You know the people who are who know me as a as a stand up comic. They don't know. They didn't know initially that I did puppets. And so when they find that out, they're like, "Oh my god, that's that's fascinating!" Like you know, they and and they get excited to see more of the work that I do outside of stand up. So, yeah, kind of, yeah. Nice. Queen awesome. here. Yeah. As a puppeteer, what challenges would you say you faced during your career? Challenges. Mm. Very hard one for you. Huh? I said that's a hard one for you, probably. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, well, I mean, it's the hard thing about uh, puppetry is that it's that it's not, it's kind of expensive. Like to, or it can be expensive in the form yeah. that I do. Yeah. 
very um I'm very detail oriented in terms of like building this world and like you know what is it that I'm trying to achieve visually and uh and uh comedically you know with those with the stories that I've been writing um and the jokes I'm trying to tell it requires a certain amount of uh detail and a certain amount of people um and if those people aren't available because they have jobs <laughs> i yeah. can't yeah can't tell them like oh man but you could take a day off like i they can't <laughs> they got yeah. bills um just like but, i do but, too like we have to it's a, a lot of what's hard is like coordinating you know this whole thing of like you know don't quit your day job you know this sort of even though we want we love what we do we love the puppetry we love the fun of course yeah. Because, yeah. you know we can't do it all the time maybe if cold sober gets picked up maybe we can but that's yeah and sometimes yeah. there's days yeah. that, that, you, that you don't want to be here but like you have to be there like yeah you know? yeah definitely well, yeah that's what, ha- I mean, that's what happens you know life sometimes you know yeah that's yeah. true what piece of advice would you give to anyone who wants to get into puppeteering mm. what advice i could give <laughs> <laughs> always always do your own work i think there you go i spent yeah. a lot do of something, do something what makes you happy you know yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah yeah always do what makes you happy what speaks to you everybody is different like just do it yeah <laughs> yeah my my vision is not gonna be the same as, as yours even if yeah even if we have very similar senses of humor very similar um you know outlooks on art in general like that you have your own experiences in life and so do i have my own yeah yeah, exactly. Exactly, which is awesome. Those life experiences inform the work you do. So, like, it's always important to do your own work and and share what is going on in your mind and in your soul. What would you like to say to the fans and supporters of your work and of Sesame, really? Thanks. <laughs> thanks for supporting. <laughs> thanks for uh, keeping an eye out. Um, uh, there's a lot more to come. Um, you know, we're... Uh, of, of my own work, I'm, I'm. I have a lot of plans, and I'm looking forward to seeing these things materialize. Um, fans of Sesame, yeah, keep uh, keep being fans of Sesame because uh, that's the whole point. People, you exactly. know, they, it's done. It's a, it's it's for the people, you know. Yep. Yeah, it's still sure. going on, which is amazing. Yep, for definitely 50 years still going strong. Yeah, fifty three years. The, yeah, that's what Sesame's all about. Yeah, for the people. Yep. So if uh, if people would like to contact you, where can people find you? Mm, uh, well, we have there's a cold sober Instagram page, uh, just cold social on Instagram, and there's also a cold sober YouTube channel that you could check out our work. Yeah. Uh, uh, Yeah. yeah, Mostly just cold through cold sober is the main way to. And if if you happen to be in the city. You might end up seeing me do stand up somewhere, you know. Yeah, there you definitely. go. That'd be awesome. There you go. There's a future trip. We just come out and see you do stand up all four of yeah. us. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. yeah. So, of course, this podcast is called Jake's Happy Nostalgia Show. When you think of nostalgia, what what do you think of, or how would you define the word nostalgia? Uh, reminiscing of the past, uh, thinking about it in a very fond way, thinking about the past fondly. And I think of my past very fondly. And I think of the future uh, 
as a reflection of the things that I did in the past that I would like to improve on. I'm just rambling at this point. <laughs> that's fine. Yeah, that's fine. No, no that, that's, that's completely no fine. I, 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 and the code sober YouTube channel on Instagram would be in the description down below so people can, yeah. so people can right. check it out. Check follow. Thank you so, so much. It's been an absolute blast. Yes. Yeah, yeah, thank you so much yeah. for being yes. part of you know, the show and keep up the great work and grabbing that for us, knowing the work of what you've done. Yeah. And, yeah. Keep up your yes. great work and can we see what's what's next for you? What's next in store? Especially, especially with yeah. cold silver. Sure. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Oh yeah. Definitely. And sure. to all of our viewers and listeners, that brings another episode of Jake's Happiness Salad Show to a close. Thanks again, Tao, for being on the show. It's been an absolute blast yes. talking to you and hearing yeah. your stories yes. about puppetry sure. and you know, cold sober, all that all that good stuff. So until yes. next time, everyone remember that you are worth it to always stay in a stone. Bye, everyone. See you next time on another episode of Jake's Happy Nostalgia Show, where nostalgia comes alive. Be sure to follow us on social media and stream us wherever you find your favorite podcasts. And as always, remember that you are worth it and to always stay nostalgic. Bye-bye.